Hey y'all, welcome to the Girl Who Said That podcast. So maybe I need to say like, girl, who said that? Because that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about who said what. I am one of your hosts, Peaches. I'm Buffy. I'm Bunny. And we are super excited to launch this podcast. This is the very first episode, as you know, and we are uber excited because this has been a long time coming. We talked about this all the time we we stay on the phone for hours talking about all different types of things and we was like this needs to be a podcast so before we jump in and just kind of give y'all a little backstory of how this really came to be um let's just introduce ourselves what y'all think i'm saying let's go okay Okay. i'll go first (laughs) since it was my idea Um, or the introduction Oh my gosh, here we go. No, the, the, the podcast was kind of my idea, but it, I mean, it was like a, all of ours, all yeah, of ours, right? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was actually talking first. about, you can go first. <laughs> I was actually talking about us introducing ourselves being my idea. So I am Peaches. I am 39, well, 38 years old because it's March. I'm 38. <laughs> I'll be 39 in March. I mean, it. Lord, in <laughs> August, I'll drop my cash out when the time comes. Um, I have three kids. Um, I work uh, in ministry full time. Uh, what else? I have a husband of 10 years. I also have another podcast, the Extreme Parenting Podcast with my podcast pal, Mike. But we talk about all this parenting stuff. It's, it's really, really good. But, you know, this is something a little different right now. And I'm passionate about about all things family children just raising happy and healthy children and that's just kind of like my jam so that's a little bit about me right, what about I'll you Buff? i'll go next it's on you so what you gonna do hey okay so i'm buffy <laughs> <laughs> i am yes all the time and i'm 37 <laughs> years old i am a wife a mom of three boys I work part-time in ministry, full-time at another job, and then still have my own business in event planning. So I'm a small, many-time Jamaican. And now oh my gosh. So now <laughs> I got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, let's see. I'm a lover of hip-hop, music, all things culture. Is this brown um, sugar? <laughs> when, when did you first fall in love with hip-hop? Oh <laughs> <laughs> I love um, reality TV. I love period. I love crime shows. um, SVU is like my favorite all times. Watch all 20 seasons. Oh my God. Can't wait to Stabler returns next week. This is going to be so exciting. I cried. um, What what, what show was that show? Over everything. (laughs) (laughs) You're just trying to pick one show? (laughs) No, yeah. I I guarantee you guys, she was the only seven year old watching Kamish for all of my 80s. Y'all know about Kamish. She was the only eight-year-old you knew crying on the, about that show. I mean, like, the, the like my bedtime like is yeah. eight. I, I don't stay up to 10 to watch that kind of stuff. But the commission well, was like yeah, that. Those so. I've been it was. So, yeah, that's um, all about me. I'm fun. I'm passionate about having fun, living life, traveling. <laughs> I love go-go. Pay- I'm, I'm saying I'm done. I'm done. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. So I am Bunny. I am. I didn't realize we was telling ages, but I am a fine 40, y'all. Like when you see this face, okay. I'm just so, you know, I know I'm the wise one in the group. You will hear it throughout this entire podcast, just so you know. It's because of my age. That's the reason why. Um, I am a wife. I am a mom of two boys. I am also, I also have a podcast called the Slain Self-Doubt Podcast. I am a purpose empowerment coach. Um, I love all things wine, food, TV. <laughs> That's pretty much me, bro. <laughs> wine, food. Like my dream thing is to eat, pray, love. Oh, wine. I mean, listen, okay. well, in liquor too. <laughs> that is, that is cheap, you go, I was about to say, you go a little harder than the wine sometimes. I can go with some, I mean, but if I, I do like Tito's. It's gluten-free, y'all. Just <laughs> Okay, but but look, we, we all introduced ourselves, but what we failed to mention is that we are all related. Uh, Buffy and Bunny are sisters. I am their cousin, but we like honestly grew up as sisters like real Legit. sisters their parents she came one weekend. Like yeah so she yeah, came we one there. weekend and and here we are 
She started yeah, going to school. We are. <laughs> From the house, I was dropping him off at the bus stop. Like, wait a minute, do you? Right. Can you change your address? <laughs> Can you drop me off at school? Okay. And then take me home to pick up the clothes. What she's basically trying to say is we really do like go back since the 80s. Yes, <laughs> like we've been in this life. a long time. So we you'll hear us refer to each other as sister cousins and that's just where we are. That's just, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. But we wanted to let you guys know how, just kind of how this podcast came to be. All right. So we basically always are on the phone talking, always talking about the latest show that's going on. We'll get on FaceTime ever since Salika joined the phone gang because you know, it was a struggle. But now she can be a part of this. <laughs> Um, did you just call me so Selena? First of all, she did. <laughs> first of all, did you? Edit, edit. Sorry, me? I don't even want to do this. No, all of our <laughs> listeners, all of our listeners, we obviously we all have real names. Our names aren't Peaches, Bunny, and Buffy, but in our family, that like that's what they call us. You you will never hear us refer to each other by our government names. So for her to call me that just now, just like really threw me off. And our other job be making us feel like I'm wrong for calling you peaches. Anyway, it sounded weird. The iPhone game, it did. It felt weird. Peaches joined the iPhone game. Anyway, we always all these things. Bunny said we should do a podcast. It was kind of Hollywood talk for a long time until I bought a mic. It was all on me. I was taking too long. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. It, it seemed like just a given. Like, the amount of time that we spent on FaceTime just talking about, like, pop culture, things, hot topics, everything that's going on, just world, period. And because we all are, like, we all we're so comfortable with each other and we're always laughing, joking, talking over each other. It's like we found ourselves saying all the time, girl, who said that? Or who said that? <laughs> like because we couldn't even hear what the other person was trying to say because exactly. we too busy laughing and joking. Yeah. So we were like, that definitely needs to be a podcast. And here we are. And you know what? I feel like even growing up, like all of us are people, some people who are listening to this may already know us in person. But then you're going to have like people who are like super new listeners who don't really know like our dynamic. And for all of those who uh, don't know us personally yet, uh, we are super, super close. Like outside of being uh, blood related, biologically related, we are just kind of like besties in real life (laughs) as well. So um yeah, I, I feel like growing up, like it was always Bunny, Buffy, Peaches. And then we have another cousin, T. She was a she's a part of our tribe too. But it was mm-hmm. this kind of like people seemed like they admired our cousin sister cousinship. Yeah. And I feel like they've always just wanted to be, you know, I, I just felt like it was something they admired. So now oh, yeah. we're able to have lots of cousins, lots of sister and brother cousins as, yeah. as we build our following. <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the biggest things about it is that we spent so much time together. We have all these memories, um, but I think we genuinely like each other. You know, like you don't necessarily like we we all know that you you don't pick the family you born into. Right. And so the fact that we were able to build the connection that lasted this long, like we're so close that our kids are close. Right. They're like best friends. Um, And I think that that you know, that's a testament to definitely us, but you know, mm-hmm. even when we had times where like Peaches had to go home, you know, it was like, well, she can't come back. You know, we didn't, it was one of those things. So I think that is, yeah, it definitely was the worst week ever. But um, I just, I love our relationship. It's so weird. Like when I have to, when people ask, like, is that your sister? I'm like, we're all sisters. Like it, it just is yeah. what it is. Yeah. I heard somebody tell me that they thought we were pretending that like Peaches wasn't really our cousin, that we just called her our cousin. I've heard that too. They were like so surprised. Because Bama's out here got play cousins. People (laughs) still do that? Do people still have play cousins? Like I'm not even sure. Always saying that's my cousin. Not if you're an adult. I don't don't have no play cousins as no adult. When I was a kid, maybe, but (laughs) you get to a certain age, you still got a play cousin. You need to question that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I've had people ask me that too, Buffy. Oh, throughout my life, is they, they be like, I didn't think y'all was real cousins. I'm like, yeah, our grandmothers are sisters. We're definitely real cousins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our father's our first cousin. Definitely real cousins. Um, Before we move on, I wanted to touch base on uh, the girl who said Dax. Yes, we know it's spelled mm-hmm. D-A-T, but that's because you know we all from PG County, and um, we don't say. I, that sounds like that. I couldn't even differentiate. I can't do it. I can't even figure out the difference. I'd be trying to like, yeah. no, it's that. It doesn't work. So, yeah, it's our it's our accent or whatever whatever that is. That see, daddy, is I just yeah. Yeah. Yes, you do not have to spell. I just want my mama to know I know how to spell before she say something. I mean, to we us. definitely know how to spell, but when we just talking like we're not being super professional, we're not switch coding. Is that that's what it's called, right? Like we're not having to switch. This is us. You <laughs> switch coding. <laughs> this is this is exactly who you gonna get if you see all of us together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So I know y'all probably wondering, so what are they going to be talking about on this podcast every week? We didn't kind of gave you an introduction about ourselves, but we plan to talk about all things pop culture, everything in between, whatever hot topics are going on, all the same stuff that we talk about on the phone and on FaceTime. <laughs> so it's kind of like y'all going to be getting, a, <laughs> y'all going to get a glimpse into our FaceTimes pretty much because yes. that's what we plan to do week after week. Yeah. So y'all, y'all ready to hop in? Yeah, and just kind of give people a little bit of taste of like what's going on. We titled this episode March Madness. Bruh. March has been <laughs> crazy. As if the whole pandemic ain't been crazy. You know, we had that 2020 going into 2021. Now here we are in um, pretty much at the end of March. By the time everybody hears this, it'll be the first week of April. But we couldn't move to April <laughs> without recapping March because people was legit trippy. Yes. Uh, at the top day. of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this whole year. Yeah. Already. But March has definitely been on one with multiple things. Yeah. This month. I just need to know though, we talked about our relationship and how close we are. For those of y'all who watch uh Housewives of Atlanta, y'all know the whole fiasco with uh the bachelorette party and Bolo. Yeah. <laughs> the infamous oh, Bolo. Wow. Infamous Bolo. Yes. And Kenya's still talking about this daggone bachelorette party and who was oh, sleeping with who wow. or kissing and licking who. She's still talking oh, about it. We like three episodes further now and it still has going on what i want to know is did kenya break girl code like that's the biggest thing like we're not even like necessarily talking about her personally but just like in the in the girlfriend realm y'all think she broke girl code or not yes she absolutely broke her first of all First of all, when they went into it, Candy said, what happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon. <laughs> Candy thought she was that? playing. Yeah. Candy, Candy took it for a joke. It. She ain't really mean that. <laughs> yes, I'm like you. Like you came and t- and you and on top of that, you know how Candy is. So you asked her to host this, knowing she was going to give Just you the dungeon, right? You mm-hmm. knew she was going to give you that. And then I'm like, mind your business, and, and like. Yeah. It it was just it, in that moment, like I understand the Kiki kind about it, like laughing about it, but like to do the whole like investigation or what? to like try to figure out and keep talking about it, like she was blowing me, bro. I was just like, yeah, just yeah. go to bed. <laughs> yeah, the first first of all, I just felt like you know the whole trip. First, she wasn't a good host. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how she carried my girl candy with that crab cake because I would have told her, don't you give me no pig when you go in and give me crab. It's not going to work. I want um, both. So as far as her breaking the code, she is, well, no. Nah, don't say that. you don't eat pork because let me let me tell you oh, something. God. That's a whole nother episode <laughs> in itself. I didn't eat pork, but I don't want the pig. <laughs> I, just, I just eat bacon but anyway oh my god um i think she definitely wore cold because like talking about it the next day was cool but going further with it and i knew it was all really around latoya she was really just blown off the fact that who was infatuated with her kissed somebody else that she don't like so that made that was Kenya weird. all in her feathers and stuff 
It, and it's just like so weird, but she admitted it the next episode. It was just like, you know, I mm-hmm. like you. I like that tension. But that was after she was already being trifling. Yeah, but the, I'm saying, I feel like that's why Kenya went so hard on and trying to break them down because she was so mad at Toya and Portia becoming friends. She felt like she had Toya to herself and then Portia took her away from herself. Kenya's very territorial. She's just like, she's weird. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. But... I agree. The asking oh, the questions, to trying to figure out mm-hmm. who all slept with him, to even bringing it up. Like, all these girls have mm-hmm. reputations. Like, at the end of the day, I get the Kiki in, maybe mention it once, but now you're attacking their character and you're attacking mm-hmm. their reputation. These kids have, these people have kids. I mean, families. Tanya is not on the show no more just because of it. Yeah. I mean, but I they- mean, we're, we're talking reputations. Like, let's not, let's not make it seem though as though they're like, politicians or you know right. anything. Their, reputations, no their reputations yeah. aren't that squeaky clean where you know anything that Kenya talked about I was mean, surprising saying, first of all I get it but they single <laughs> and they can do what they want but you know for somebody to not be on yeah. the show no more because of it like Tanya just completely stopping filming that's like that's whack Oh, because See, that's because, no, time out though. That's because Tanya set herself up. Has she not said, All yeah, I know so, is, is I went to sleep. <laughs> it was like, dun, dun, yeah, dun. <laughs> uh, sis, you just admitted that it was, she said it was two people yeah. in that direction. One, two, one, two. Okay. The only person's missing is Bolo. Like, <laughs> I mean, she should have said she was in her room sleep. <laughs> How come nobody kicked Tanya under the table? Like was, seriously, you like, shut up. I think Portia was trying. I think Portia was trying. Like, girl, if you don't shut up, um, <laughs> I I agree with both of y'all. I think that um, you know, talking about it the next morning, it's kind of like normal, especially when you like with all your girlfriends. You might be talking about it like joking, like girl it was crazy last night or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the way the day was going, and I mean, well, Kenya was going and her whole full on investigation. All I kept on saying in like every scene is like, why do she care? Even wow. people who yeah. were involved in it, supposedly involved in it, like they are single women, and even. In- Again, why do you on every interview and thing I keep saying um, about this afterwards, she keep on saying, you know, it's a reality show. Um, If they don't want something to be seen, they shouldn't do it on TV. That's even more reason of why do you care? If you so worried about it coming out and being exposed, you should have known it's being recorded. Like she was just like way more invested in it than I think any grown woman should be in somebody else's sex life yes i totally agree with that and i and in that part about it being a reality show every single person that participated in that in in whatever happened um when he was there knew that they were filming now they did you saw that they asked like okay can y'all leave so we can for real for and they went and they all agreed to cover up the cameras now yeah uh, the reality is, is that there's still cameras outside there's sound bites they knew what was happening or they yeah. knew that it was a possibility it was going to get out so at that point everything that she was doing was just extra like and, and, and Buffy you talking about their reputations yeah. I'm like if that was the case they shouldn't have slept with the Bama in the house <laughs> they should have went in the I mean, they outside like they tried their best to cut the cameras off who knew barbara was still gonna be shady using the outside camera yeah you know they asked they did ask to be left alone yeah i know but i'm just saying like you sign up for the show you know yeah, you know that they in your life. Know. So when you're talking about reputations, like if you were worried about your reputation, I wonder when would she be but, happy though? I wonder if if Portia and whoever else she said was in the room or whatever. I can't remember, but I wonder if she was to say, "Yeah, I did." You know, this is what we did, and went into detail and everything. Then what? Can you be happy? Like, what's what's well, like the end? What would make you happy in this situation? To I just don't get it. Just to ruin them as much as possible. Nothing would make them happy. They, she would just be like, they would be. It will go to the next level. You're nasty. You're trifling. Which she all, which is what she said. She was like, which I just think exactly. it's nasty. Just it, My daughter was here. Uh, she wasn't supposed to be here. <laughs> but okay. Call, first of all, but anyway. I think that's why Portia won't admit to it because it's like it's not going to change anything. When you know it's not going to change nothing, then why am I going to give you the satisfaction? Right. Yeah. But she don't owe nobody no explanation. I feel like where she is in her life, like Portia's almost 40 years old. She is single right now. And I'm not, this is not me saying, I mean, well, it's not for me to say who you should sleep with or who you shouldn't sleep with. Like, I just 
just don't care that much. And I don't think I would care anything. Uh, I wouldn't care that much about what my girlfriends were doing or who they were sleeping with at the bachelor bachelor party. And if they were like one of my married friends or, or with, you know, this doing that I think would hurt their reputation. Like if I cared that much, I want to say something to them directly to say, exactly. you know, sis, you need to chill a little yeah. bit. Like you had a little bit too much to drink. You might regret this tomorrow. But outside of that, like I'm not about to go on a full fledged investigation to find out who right. you, if you slept with the stripper when the Chanel uh, <laughs> straps cross your chest. <laughs> hey, Marlo said it was fake. So Marlo said it was fake, and I believe her. I believe her. I believe her. She's like, he's so cute with his fake Chanel on. I said, oh, she says that. I love me First of all, I love me some Marlo. Always hey This season, I couldn't take her before. I always love. I couldn't take her. It might have been a list, though. I'm not sure. All right, well then let me. <laughs> and then let us move on after this. Who's your favorite off of Atlanta Housewives? Who's your favorite? Um, of old time or like this season? I mean, yeah, it could be of all time. I think I like. I think like Candy because she's the most Candy's normal. Yeah, Candy's yeah. the most normal. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would say, yeah. But I actually I, like Portia too. I was about oh, to yeah, say yeah, Portia. Yeah. Portia, Portia's my girl too. She a close second. Like that. Yeah. Portia's my. my yeah. Close. No, I like her okay, a lot. You, I like. I actually, yeah. I actually probably like her more than Candy because she is this real homegirlish, and I feel like she do own her yeah. stuff. But so is Candy too. I mean, Candy, yeah. she, yeah. she cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those I, are probably I, I, my my favorite. Like the most out of. Uh, the whole franchise, the ten years. Who have you disliked the most? Oh, the most? Uh, probably Nene. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably Nene, because she just be. It's just always something. It was just I always something. A, yeah, man. I me, don't really vibe with people like that. Yeah, I think it might be Nene and um Sheree. Like I felt like Sheree was always like, she was always instigating, like unnecessarily. Like she just would intentionally show up places to just like start stuff and i don't know if because she maybe Long didn't have a storyline right yeah and so that was her thing but it was like <laughs> I, I she just she i don't know if i just didn't dislike her she just got on my nerves um what's, what's you know what girl the lo- it was an attorney on there apollo, apollo oh uh, phaedra Oh, Phaedra. <laughs> Phaedra was it for me. It was it was a tie between Phaedra and Kim Zoli. I, I just man, Phaedra Reed was epic. I don't want to stay on this too too long, but I just while you guys were talking, I was like, what is it about Nene that I didn't like? Like I liked her when she was cool. What I did, what I dislike about um, her character or whoever you know, what I disliked about her is she would be friends with somebody and I'm like this with people in regular life, I promise you. People you friends with and then when you you get mad at them, you tell all they I yes. can't stand yeah. that. Yeah. I cannot stand that. And so that's why I don't fool her because she's famous for it. She act like she really care about you and everything. But when you, she feel like you cross her, she will tell like all of your most vulnerable, yeah. you know, secrets she, or she, feelings. She, and I don't like hit that. Beli- b- hit below the belt all the time. Her and I think that's the reason why yeah. her and Kenya. And I think Kenya's trying to take her place. <laughs> yes, but I think that's why Kenya's they butted heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that could be. They're, it. they're the same person. First of all, we're gonna keep talking about Atlanta Housewives because the season ain't over. So yeah. they about to go to New Orleans. So I'm excited to see what's gonna happen there too. Drama. Yeah. All right, but what's next? What else in happened in March that got y'all like this is madness? So Crazy. the Oprah interview. Um, okay. So- Let me tell y'all, like, first okay. of all, I was happy yeah. to see Oprah like in her element because it's nothing like Oprah and Barbara Walters. They get to the nitty-gritty of whatever it is yeah. that you come in to talk to them about. Like she she definitely gets into it. But I think for me watching that, one, it was like being able to really see like in I don't even know if it was able to see to get a perspective of mm-hmm. what like being a part of the royalty. I don't even yeah. know what it's like. What, the, what is it? I, I want to say dynasty, but that, I know that's wrong. Uh, but like the she kept calling it something. I can't yeah, remember what she, she kept, kept referring to it too. Yeah, but whatever you know the uh, the royals. Yeah. I mean, we'll just we'll we'll call yeah. it that, right? Um, but family, yeah. the royal family. So being a part of that and all the things that she said, like I think the thing that got me was I understood her when she was talking about how the fact that she didn't like research it or look into it because you know, you have your own kind of assumptions about what it is, but to realize that like, so in real life, I got to curse your grandmother. 
I was like, yeah. uh, and you do, you got a curse in her too. <laughs> it was it was just it was a lot like that conversation definitely opened my eyes to the fact that um you know like just seeing what people go through and that you assume right because she kept saying like the perception is different yeah. from reality and her being able to actually say her truth and and then the backlash of it all is just you know typical or whatever have you but um I think it was a very very good interview and I I love the way uh oprah was like were you silenced or silenced <laughs> i was like how many times she <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that was i thought that was a great interview as well and i did feel like i was getting like the inside scoop of like what really goes on inside because you just think like especially as females you know when you're younger you you think of like princess yes are the like you just have no worries in the world you yeah. know you have a king or you know if you're a queen you have a prince and just well, I just having somebody to actually actually like speak on those things and I feel like if Princess Anna was alive she probably would have been that type of person to, yeah. to actually speak yeah. on some of the things that are going on um that went on with Meghan Markle that just aren't right yeah and the crazy thing is that, that I feel like a lot of um as I was watching it and just kind of even the next day like listening to all of people's feelings and stuff about it I'm like oh Although we aren't, we aren't princess, it's a lot of black women's experiences have, have been the same as what she's experiencing as far as being silenced and being gaslighted. Like that's a major thing within the workplace. And so it's like, although we aren't, we, you know, we aren't, I definitely felt her on certain situations. You know, I'm not working for a place like that now, but throughout my like career, I have definitely experienced um, times with just being um, a woman period. And then you put a black woman on top of it that you just aren't like validated or like your concerns. It's almost like when you bring things to sometimes you can bring things to people's attention and it's kind of like they say something and you be like oh yeah maybe I was tripping or maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of this than it was or they ain't mean it like that or whatever but like nah they meant it just how they said it but they gaslighting you to make you feel all of a sudden feel bad about you know the actions or something that they said to you so I felt really really bad for her I wish she would have went even deeper for real though well, you know, they said it was a three-hour interview, so they cut it up. I'm pretty sure. I was like, I needed a part two. I definitely wanted more um, of the whole thing. Yeah. But I, I totally agree with you about having that experience of, you know, being a, a Black woman, like you said, a woman, um, but especially a Black woman in certain workplaces. Like, for me, I used to have locks. Um, and so... Yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. used to get a lot of things like, is that your real hair? Can I touch it? Like weird stuff. Like it would just be like, what, what do you want to, do you want to touch her hair? It's red. Like, <laughs> you know, it was like yeah. weird, strange things that would just happen. Or um, also because I was one of the youngest leaders there, a lot of things would be like, oh, you know, you're not ready for this. Or, you know, if I had a, a, um, a point, I would have, it would be oftentimes we'd be like in these mastermind meetings. I'd come up with something. I'd say it. It would kind of be mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll get back to that. Then, you know, mm-hmm. Becky over there say something. And like, That's a great idea. I mean, like, <laughs> I just said the same words, the same words. And, and you know, but it does make you yeah. feel like, you know what? I'm going to just shut my mouth and do my work. That's what I'm going to do that yeah you know, put my head down at work do my position yeah I mean fortunately for me in, in the workplace I haven't experienced that much um and I think I've just been fortunate to work with good people that did not make me feel that way so um I'm always thankful that that hasn't been my full experience um mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that there hasn't been times that I probably wasn't looked at as you know, maybe not having the, like, my decision was being like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But then some, like you said, somebody else say it, and then all of a sudden it's a good idea, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, well, I gave that point out or whatever. But um, I think, I don't think it, yeah, well, let me say, one of my jobs, yeah, he just had a problem with women, period. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful I did not have a family at the time that Mm -hmm. I worked there, because the women I did see to have a family, and the way he treated them, like, they need to be home with their kids when they were sick or you know yeah your kid's sick but you still need to show up and I'm like just because you don't like your kids don't mean everybody else don't (laughs) 
Everybody wants to be, I mean, he used, but it wasn't just to the women. It used to be the men in our office. It was a lot of men that worked there. But if the man said, yeah, I'm uh, um, to stay home with my sick kid for my wife. And I would hear him say like, well, why his wife couldn't just stay home? What? Easy. Like, you know, why is it? us they're supposed to stay home and like you know or they say oh my wife went on a work trip I got the kids so I'm going to stay home. and it was just like uh what do you mean like you know to get called the grandma or something and it's just like because yeah and you know this was literally we had a at that time we had like a week vacation during holiday and when we came back everybody was like oh I enjoyed the family time this man was like, I hate it. I hate it. I just wanted, I actually came in one day because I just wanted to get away from my kids. So I wow. know in this quarantine, that baby is suffering. <laughs> I, know that I feel bad for his family. Yeah. Yes, he was. My closing out my ending time there. And I knew my time was ending, like where I, like why I was living there, I had moved and then moved a little bit further from where we worked. And so I would incur traffic. This Bama would really ask me to send him a picture of the traffic. Wow. To make sure that I was wow. in traffic. And that, that was just like crazy to me. Like, why do you think I want to lie about Beltway traffic? I don't live the way where I was taking back roads. I, that would take too long to get to the back roads. Where See, I live now, the Beltway is the best access. It's and people so, like that don't need to be <laughs> in like management. Seriously. Because HR need to look at people like that. I'm sure it's plenty of people who quit or had just left all together, and they probably wondering why. They need to take a look at him because I'm sure he didn't ran away more than a few people. Yeah, yeah, that mm. was ridiculous. That's horrible. But yeah, like I said, I'm glad I didn't have kids. Yeah, I definitely probably would have been fine. But I'm very <laughs> proud of Megan Markle. <laughs> like standing up for herself and i'm super happy that um harry was able to support her that's major too yeah um and you know in their decision he made a a major decision to kind of like step down and i'm glad it seems like it's best for her well-being and just their family as a whole because i would hate i mean a lot of people have been comparing her to princess diana and i would hate for her story to end up like princess diana's did um because they have a lot of similarities but um yeah i was about to say what'd you like say husband, like her husband's doing a great job of protecting her from that yeah he's trying his best yeah yeah i was like i feel like he's trying his best because i mean we got to remember like he grew up in that like yeah. this is yeah. normal for him you know that whole royal family so i really do think that he's probably you know trying to navigate as best as possible yeah. but um yeah, I, and I, I want to, before we move on, I wanted to echo your sentiments, Bunny, that um, I loved Oprah's interview. I love all of her interviews because it's like people will say something and, you know, like us, we've got follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. She yeah. always asks that follow-up yeah. question. Yes. And I'd be like, thank you. I hate she when people just move on. Like, we she, let's interview. Yes, and she asked the real question. She ain't yeah. even about like, no, okay. Yeah. Like, she'd be like, what like in her reactions be gen- you know genuine and pure <laughs> it's always yeah. like so did you smoke crack or did you snort cocaine which one was it because yeah you know, it's like you get deep <laughs> Because yes, I don't want to hear you just did drugs. Exactly. <laughs> because snoring and smoking is what kind? Yes. Okay? That listen, that was part of that interview she did with, you know, Wiggy, God bless her soul. When um, you know, after she kind of recovered and she was asking her real questions, like she's like, You remember that Barbara Walters interview you did? You said crack is whack, you don't do crack, you make too much money. And she had her break it down. And then Whitney was on there telling her, Well, I you know, I smoked weed and then I would lace it. I I was like, did she just tell Oprah that she lays down weed? <laughs> <laughs> like, Oprah got to the bottom of it, sis. For sure. Oprah got to the bottom of it. <laughs> All the time. Everything. All the time. She always asked them, them important follow-up questions, and I yes. appreciate her for that. Yes, yes. Thank you, Oprah. Thank All right, you. so what else are we talking about in March, man? There's no future. We That's are talking about <laughs> Franklin, y'all. So y'all have heard this story. Y'all have heard the um the recording, all of those things. And so the question is, I got two questions. Was Kirk out of line <laughs> and did he need to apologize? Peaches, what you think? I think that he was definitely out of line. And I think that he needs to apologize, needed 
needs to apologize to his son why he was apologizing to us i really don't understand like bro you ain't just call me out my name and tell me you was about to <laughs> and tell me you was about to stomp on my neck and all this other stuff like Kirk really <laughs> yes he did and he so i think that you know what out of everything though i was way more um i was way more surprised at people's reaction to what he did and um, what he said to his son and how everybody was saying, you know, his son, a grown man, he would he need to apologize to him for. And, you know, he was being disrespectful. He needs to, he needs to, uh, he needs to get his a beat and all this other stuff, you know, just all this crazy stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I feel like this us as a black community, this the way people was reacting to it. Like I'm not, I didn't hear anything that the son with the recording that was shared. I didn't hear anything that was majorly disrespectful, not to say that it didn't happen in any other part of it, but like when do that give you you as a, a parent as a father which I'm sure this isn't the first time that this has happened when does that give you the right to just speak like that to your kids and I feel like it's something generational like people were saying like you know my mama didn't kill me once and I'm all right and <laughs> all this type of stuff so I was looking at it from a deep like outside of this situation I was looking yeah. at it from a deeper thing and I'm just like why do we like normalize verbal and emotional and physical abuse to our children period mm. like do they only have to be a certain age for us to do that and anything else they deserve to get these hands and like it's just crazy to me and so that was more disheartening to me just the just kind of how like we try to normalize it I'm like this is like a real really broken relationship and I don't think that Kirk deserves to be disrespected and I don't think the son deserves to be disrespected either and especially not in the, the threats that he was saying like Kirk was Kirking <laughs> so I agree with you however i wish we could have if you're going to put it out there put out the first part put out at least the filler part the front of it that led to this because i feel like that still was missing who knows if he cussed him out first and called him that you know what i mean either way both of them was toxic to each other and it wasn't necessary i never agree with you talking to your kids that way or your kids talking to you that way i just feel like it never warranted i don't care what you mad at mm-hmm. it's just never warranted to talk to people that way but especially your children i don't think he needed to apologize to us i think he needs to apologize to his son because that was necessary for their healing for his and he needs to mean it um whatever yeah. their relationship is like honestly i am a little blown that his son even put it out there that's not our business i'm not i don't want to be in yeah business. like leave that you know what but time. i also feel like no matter let's say the whole thing being put out there like for me i told you like i don't feel like it's the incident itself i feel like if the whole tape could have um, the whole recording could have been put out there and the son never said anything disrespectful like outside of like the stuff that he was already saying people response still would have been the same and that's what was disheartening to me i hated just to hear people like make make it seem as though it's okay to be calling your you know calling your child these type of things and and i've heard people that i heard i I saw so many times they say like he 33 years old he a grown man the the thing is we we see it in our culture all the time that it be people talking to their young kids like that. Excuse for that right there. No, children yeah. not even disrespect their parents and they talk to them any kind of way. So I feel like it's just kind of like a cultural thing that I just wish that we could get out the mindset of that any child or person deserves to be disrespected in that way just because you have authority over them. Like, that's not right. It's not right. However, I hear when you say you got a 33-year-old and I think because I have like, the 18 year old who has tried his father in the and sense. so do I you know and it, so it, do I no I know but you have a girl so I'm talking about that male you know, to male no right? there's a I've, I've heard I women I don't think it I've heard women call it I've heard women call their daughters bees no, I, I think, and I everything else like I, I'm saying like I don't think that at 33 changes the father-son dynamic i think that kirk should have still handled him in care and in love even if his son was lashing out at him he should have took the higher road as the parent and been like son you mad right now i hear that you angry i'm gonna get off the phone 
we can mm-hmm. talk when you feel better. So even if the son is being disrespectful to him, he got to handle it. But at the same time, at what cost? Son is constantly verbally, when do it be okay for you to say, like, is it never okay as a parent? That let's not act like there hasn't been cases where kids have verbally or mentally or physically abused their parent. Yeah, you saying is it ever okay? I mean, I again, I have never even thought to talk to my children like that. No, That's just not me. you, but I'm saying I, if, if I'm, I, about- I'm, I'm this. I'm like I've gotten upset, and I'm not trying to make it seem as though. I mean, you guys, as you listen, all of our listeners, you'll you'll get an idea of like I'm really like for like gentle parenting and just being respectful of children because I do feel like that they are like the most oppressed people in this you know outside of like culturally black people and other people other minorities like I really do feel like children are super oppressed just because they have to take care of them and I feel like children are often just like bullied by their parents just because that's their parent and you ain't supposed to say nothing back you ain't supposed to feel nothing and it seems like it happens all the time in the black community it's like kills me to my core and so that's why I'm like looking I, I I looked at the Kirk Franklin thing totally like outside of that that actual incident yeah. and I was just like this is sad no, like sad. This is I sad. Didn't, that's why I never commented on it because I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't right in any but I felt like nobody won nobody was right even yeah. with the sister joining in and defending her father nothing was right she should have stayed out of it said nothing I just felt like it wasn't anybody's business one but since it was out there everybody had an opinion I think yeah. they both need therapy I think that it's never right. And, that, and that's the point I was trying to make that even as kids, there have been like, if he if he gentled him his way and he was a gentle parent the whole time and this kid still because he didn't get money because he wasn't given the things he wanted to get from his father. But as far as being the gentle parent, like, do you continue to show grace and gentleness even though you're being talked that wrong? Yeah, I think it's a deeper issue. Um, and a lot of things, I feel like it's so many things that led up into that point. So, you know, him being a gentle parent, I don't think that that was the case. You know what I mean? But, um, and I'm not trying to say that gentle parenting is what, this is a whole nother podcast, but I'm not trying to say that that's like the, the fix all, you know, solution. But I'm, I just, I don't know. This, it was just a sad situation for me. And I just, I I felt like Kirk was in the wrong. I do agree with you. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they, everything was not put out there that needs, like, it just, hey, for the story, I don't like partial stories at all. I mean, if that was his way of just feeling fed up with the way his father talked to him, then okay, cool. That's just how you want to mm-hmm. put it out there, then that's fine. Maybe that was therapy and release for him, but overall, they both need to seek serious counselors separately and then together because um, yeah. there's a lot of healing. So maybe this will help Kirk heal. Maybe this will help him so. be a better father um, to his son, and maybe it will help him take the high road. Like listening back at myself, I see that I went too far. Like I shouldn't have did that. I should have just hung the phone up because that's okay. Your no is your no. Mm-hmm. Tell him, bun. Yeah, you can slay your doubt by saying no. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> what you think, bun? I, I was over here like they they is really <laughs> for them to say they don't care. <laughs> they really do care. <laughs> No, we did not no, say that we, we did not care about them. I mean, not, I mean, not that you care about them, but I was like, it got it got serious over here, y'all. Y'all should have seen my face. I was like, okay. Um, but I, I definitely. I mean, but this is real too. life. We all want to feel differently about things. Yeah, this no. is. I was saying this is real life. Like we all differently about certain situations, and that's what makes it great. And I think that that's what will be relatable to the people who listen. Yeah, because uh, so for me, I think I feel like I didn't think he was out of line only because I went into the assumption that he decided to record it at a certain period of time. And so I went into it at the assumption that they was going back and forth with each other. And so not to say that it's right. I, I definitely don't think that he needed to apologize to us. Like it wasn't even our business. And I mean, a personal that personal matter should have been held you know between them I think I saw something where his mom even actually came and I mean recorded something with somebody I don't, I don't think it was a podcast or a radio show um and she kind of alluded to the fact that basically she was she wasn't necessarily in support of what Kirk did but just like understanding that her son has 
whatever's going on with him is whatever's going on with him. Um, but I think that anytime you put a fame, like a personal family matter out into the public, you're going to have people who are going to judge, i.e., you know, all reality shows that we watch, right? Um, and there's no, mm-hmm. there's no way for us to say what's right or wrong. I, you know, I've been a, a not, not, not 33, but I've been a 20 something year old who got chopped up by my mother. Now I wasn't going back with her. Like we, I wasn't doing that. Cause you know, Millie has definitely, <laughs> she didn't gone to my body. Listen, but I think it's a sense yeah, of respect, but I totally, I definitely agree that it's something within um, our culture, especially with men that they, they deem Mm -hmm. respect as like fear or like disrespect you know like that's like a big thing to them like don't disrespect me but I think that there's a way that you can have a conversation with your child without demeaning it without being disrespectful um and once you realize that you've gone Mm -hmm. too far then you you know I think you do owe them an apology I I mean the difficulty is is that I understand what you're saying Peach is like you know people saying he a 33 year old man he is a he's an adult he's a 33 year old adult and if you're going like you if you like I because we don't really know the dynamic if you was a 33 year old regular person talking to me I I, like I I don't know that I would respond and and I get it because it's your kid but like I said not knowing the whole story like I don't know it's just a difficult thing I don't I I, like for me I feel like I don't necessarily think he was out of line because I think he wasn't responding in however his son was talking to him and he definitely don't owe us an apology, but that's a conversation they need to have and whatever healing needs to have happen within that family dynamic. Um, you know, I definitely, what's the, what's the son name? Ken? No, that's, that's the other boy, right? NBA young boy. I was about to say Ken Trail. That's oh, not yeah. him, right? It's carry on. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. That's carry his on. name. I definitely pray for him too, because for him to feel like that's what he needed to do, he needed to have an outlet um, and he needed to put it on social media. Something is going on. So I definitely pray that, um, you know, because even he said the therapist was on the call. Like they said that they had therapy at the same time. So or whomever they was talking to. Sometimes you need to know to change therapy. Well, that's true. Every therapist ain't good. So sometimes you need to change but I was gonna go back to it real quick before we move on to your point bunny just about the whole um the culture in our culture with especially with our sons and like this needing to be you know this roughed up mentality that that's how we're supposed to treat our discipline or put fear into our kids you know I am I said I'm a mom of three but two of them are my stepsons I have one of my mom's uh that will say about my son will call my husband to say like Oh, well, he did X, Y, Z. You need to, you need to rough him up. You need to just go to his body. And my husband always says, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and they get upset. Like they literally get mad and hang up and just be like, I don't know why. And they'll call me like, I don't know why he just won't mess him up and just go to his body. Like that's all he needs. And I'm like, but why? And then what? Mm-hmm. And I always ask him, like, and what happens after that? Like he never knows why you hit him it, just mm-hmm. because of the hit and, and that's supposed to automatically instill fear and like I tell her all the time I'm like the fear you're expecting for him and the respect you're expecting for uh, my husband to put into him my husband already gets because he doesn't have to do that because of yep. the conversations that they have right he don't deal with that so you gotta mm-hmm. I say you always looking for us to solutionize and fix it and you drop him off over here because you want us to discipline him in a physical way but it won't change your you know it does not change anything that happens between you and him so like you have to come to a place where you choose a different solution because putting your hands on them never works (laughs) like it just does not yeah at all yeah and even verbal threats or verbal abuse but I think that the the moral of the story at least for me is that it, I think it's important for, especially in situations like this where things are heated in a moment because you you getting yeah. so upset and you doing things or saying things that you really don't mean and you coming back and apologizing later, like, and then you have this super fractured relationship. Like, I think that just think, try to just take a breath 
hang up if you need to remove yourself before you and think beyond that moment. And what do you want to happen after this? Because certain things you can't do, you can't say, you can't beat your children up and expect for them just to come back and love you afterwards. You can't cuss them out like they dude off the street and expect mm-hmm. for them just to forgive you. And that's what I think that we all we all human and we're going to have those those feelings of anger i'm not trying to say they don't exist but you have to think beyond that moment and sometimes things can be so fractured that there is no repair afterwards and you got to be willing to take that and so even us us as parents have to realize that you know what i mean we just never mind again like like i said this is another i could go all day yeah no no that's true no, but this is the whole purpose of like these podcasts or even being in one of the things that I am like super grateful for is that we are the generation who is, who is literally intentionally trying to do things better, right? We yep. are saying mm-hmm. that it does not have to be the way it's always been. We can try something else and then try again and then try again. There's not one mm-hmm. fix to everything, but you cannot walk into every situation and say, well, it got to be this way because it's always been this way. Uh, No, yeah. we all have choice and you can choose something yeah. different. And so I think what it really boils down to is that um, in this scenario of like parenting your kids, you know, in regards to Kirk and how he handled his son, he had a choice to make. Did he make the right choice? That's mm-hmm. that's that's up to him to decide whether or not how he yeah. feels yeah. at the end. Yeah. But we all have a choice in how we respond to our children, um, no matter what happens, good or bad. Because there's a lot of times good things happen, and how many parents just be like, "Oh, okay." you know, and like move on, right? That could that could also yeah. do stuff to kids. So there's so many different ways, but I think that for us, it's like, we're definitely in a place where I know a lot of people in my circle, um, and, you know, including you all, it's like, they want to do stuff differently. So I don't think it's, it's not necessarily a, uh, it's not, it's not an easy conversation, but if we don't talk about it, you won't see change. So I'm, I'm here for it. All. Yeah. That's that's true yeah um i just say that it, it's just all so deep it's just layers and layers and layers of like trauma i feel like and yeah it was just sad to watch just kind of how the whole thing unfolded we're ending we ended march with a bang <laughs> with the Derek jackson whole fiasco and the way that thing unfolded i do not want us to be that podcast where we are talking about anybody speaking on anybody's marriage like that that's not what i took from it i just thought the whole joint was wild that he was like a whole (laughs) is like a whole relationship quote unquote where i have my air quotes up uh expert in this Dipping and dipping any anywhere he could get it, and wow. I was just like, "This is the clown." Ugh. I yeah, I agree. Like that was just a crazy time, crazy story, and I I don't even got no words with Dirk. Just. I thought the highlight of the whole story was whether or not she was wearing a hat or a bonnet. (laughs) It definitely was a hat. I don't know why people kept saying it was a bonnet. It was a hat. It was definitely a hat. It looked like a bonnet. Yeah, I think it was a hat too. This should have just stayed out. Hated how people came at like she was the whole victim. I'm talking about the original. I mean, she put out some other videos too that was really weird, but I just hated mm-hmm. how people came after her. Like she's stupid for staying with them and this, that, and the other. Like, you yeah, gotta like, let people do what they want to do in their emergency. And if she want to forgive them, like sis, forgive them. Like, that's on you. But I was just how all of a sudden, like, why y'all talking so bad about her? Because she just this is what she decided. Like, he's still the perpetrator like when right. you're talking like keep your focus on him if we're going to talk about this why yeah. y'all victim making like what is it called victimizing the victim, victim or yeah. no Blaming, victim like shaming Crucifying the victim y'all know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah, yeah. like victim shaming like she, bruh she didn't do anything but decide to stay with him like yeah. y'all you gotta respect that like that's what she chooses to do because all of y'all let's be real <laughs> y'all just ain't looking yeah. to the shame room listen so but okay yeah. so i did i that, did a little that, digging that though wow oh wow <laughs> I, I i did do a little digging because yes, i was i was trying to I, for real though because i was trying to figure out why is he talking about this like that was the part that got me like why are we even talking about this who cares like when i saw it and i'm like this joint is blowing up i'm like on top of the fact when the first thing i said was like isn't he the same person that was talking about john gray <laughs> i was like 
Yes. Wow. Yes. And that's just the. That, I feel like that's the reason why everybody cared. Like that's what made it so wow. I mean, yeah. people cheat all the time. They get caught cheating all the time. All these type mm-hmm. of stories break. The fact that he was like a whole is a whole relationship expert and was going on people and trying to let them know what they need to do to heal without hurting other people. Yeah. Bro, the whole time you hurting people. You, all like, you can't be doing that. <laughs> so y'all think he's still gonna be a relationship coach after this? <sighs> Sorry. Anybody who listened to him, because now he's gonna go off this. I'm reformed, like you know how coming out. Yeah, I found God again. Okay. All right, I just, I'm sure just. that that'll be his. his I just got to come from a different y'all. angle. <laughs> if he's trying to keep this thing going, <laughs> he need to switch it up. Huh? Maybe, maybe he could be a, a a health expert or something because he got muscles or something. Uh, outside of that, I I, I will not be listening to Nobody nothing that Bama say. I just, I just want this to be. Hopefully, this don't go into April. That's that's what my, that's what my hope is. I hope not either. I hope not either. I think April is going to be a great month. I'm claiming it already. We yes. not gonna have any madness no in the month of April. No. So as we end, so this was a great yeah, first episode. We're ending this episode, but I want to um highlight one thing that happened. We didn't highlight the great of this month. Was Money Bag okay. Joe? Okay. Oh, oh yeah, Money Bag oh, Joe. Let's not forget that <laughs> Money Bag Joe showed up for us. Yes. Okay, this is what we voted I for. Appreciate him for that. Let's go, Joe. Oh, cause he he was about to get canceled. Y'all know I was about to cancel him. <laughs> I told my husband we had a whole. We almost got into like a whole argument about how like Joe just duped us. He said he was gonna do all this stuff. His whole campaign was relief, 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 and he didn't believe nothing. But they show up like you do. <laughs> May not come when you want them, but he always right on time. Listen, listen, the money bag Joe me cracking up. As soon as I seen that joint hit my account, I was like, Joe, all right with me. He is, <laughs> he is all, all right. right. You switched he your tune real quick, right. real quick. I did. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I, I did because the mom let's say he working our, on it. He working on it. Let's pray for our boy because when he fell up them steps, oh <laughs> I was like, come on, Joe. We still need you. July coming. We need that 250 a month. Let's he go, Joe. Fell not, Don't lose he day. fell not once but twice. No, he said well, three times. Took me he out fell three times. Three you know how you know how people fall and then you kind of like slide down the steps. I said it would have took me out if he did that. I would not have been able to deal. I'm serious. I was watching it like I was. Wa- I saw it in the shade room. I didn't see it in real time, but I watched it with so much anxiety because I read the caption and I'm like, man, he's about to fall. He is about to fall when it's going to happen. Bro, when he looked down at his shoes and like he handled it, pat off his pants, like what was that? I'm like, no, it's the same steps you've been running up, Joe. The same steps. <laughs> and he kept running, like slow down. Why are you running? <laughs> Take your time. Take it. Maybe it was the shoes. Yes, maybe please. his shoes were slippery on the carpet. Maybe that's what no, it was. He had a fresh pair of shoes. Maybe on. he's eighty. <laughs> he's 80 let's let's be real but he don't need to be running we need him to hang around we don't need him having to and then y'all saw the memes with them having a little uh you know the chair like we used to have for grandma to go yeah. up the uh <laughs> go up that. Listen, we can do it <laughs> nah they they can't do them like that, oh, they get they that, like that. i was like i know i know donald trump is loving this Donald Trump was probably sitting there laughing like I don't know what. Yes, yes he, was. he was. Oh my gosh, that is no so worries. Good, funny. Joe, come through for us, July. Let's go. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be real nice, real nice. Joe still got work to I'll, do. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, he do. But he handled he handled the most important business first. <laughs> now well, I need him work on these student loans, and then he he will yeah. definitely be okay with me. If he relieve if he forgive that student lo- student loan debt. I'll be all right. Yeah, that'll be it. I can't believe this, y'all. As as long as we talked about this, as long as we have had these conversations, waiting for Buffy to get a mic, all of those different things, we have actually completed our first podcast. Like, congratulations to us. Like, we did it. Okay. Yeah, we don't have none of those. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, we're gonna we'll get some sound effects one day. We gotta get a budget. <laughs> but in the meantime, we wanna want y'all to make sure that y'all share, 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 share this podcast so we can just kind of expand our um 
our uh, community of cousins. We want yes. more sister cousins and brother cousins. Um, so if you are listening and you laugh, did a giggle, a chuckle or two, um, or you just feel like you can relate to us, make sure that you share this podcast and be sure to follow us on IG at girl who said that. That is girl who said that. No, D-A-T, that. You, you that, sounded it out. That. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also email us if you have any um you know topics, if you have any feedback you want to share with us and it's, yeah topics and it's it's not on social media you can email us at girl who said that at gmail.com and one of us will respond to you maybe yeah. all three of us if you're lucky and we'll make sure we put all of this in the show notes so that y'all don't have to worry about trying to remember how to spell that okay <laughs> Thank you for listening. This was a great episode, ladies. And I'm sure I'll probably talk to you guys like right after this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us for our um, one. Till next time. (laughs) Bye.